You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langser. We're back! That, that is the way we open up every one of these episodes, no matter how hard we try. It's like it's like we don't see each other, but when I see this and the templates together, and we got the Mastering Mitzvahs icon, there's something a little more special. So guys, we're back. It's episode 82. You're in the house with your boys, Jordan Marshall, Mike Langsner, and Dylan Weissman, right here live from Explosive Entertainment. And man, we got a cool episode on the table for you guys today. Events are getting back in order. Mitzvahs are coming back. Our phones have been ringing this week. And I know we're jazzed up, super excited. We had a super productive day at the office yesterday. Feels like the ball's rolling. And we're all about these outdoor events. It's starting to get nice out. Weather's getting warmer. And people are uh, doing some parties, so uh, we got some stuff to talk to you. I'm going to date us for a second here, but the the weather forecast, I think for tomorrow or or this weekend, I saw it's 77 degrees. So that that means that the spring is here, guys. Don't jinx it. It's it, I, it. It took a pandemic to get the East Coast to realize how awesome outdoor events can truly be. You know, we did a few of them here and there, but it wasn't until we were forced to go outside that it actually mattered and made a difference. Where they're like, "Hey, we're going to do an outdoor event with a cool tent and a cool, uh, you know, um, lounge furniture and and cool excitement, exciting things that are outdoors as opposed to indoors." And it took a pandemic to get there. We have friends all over the country. And when it's nice weather all the time, you have outdoor events constantly and they just have such a great vibe. And today we're going to talk exclusively about elevating those outdoor events after a year of seeing them almost exclusively. So say that again, say that again. It sounds so good rolling off the tongue, Dylan. What are we talking about today? Finally, we're talking about outdoor events after doing them almost exclusively for a year. So we're talking about outdoor events, we're talking about them for now, and we're talking about how to elevate them. It feels great. So well, like, and D- Dylan, you made a good point. Like our friends across the country, this is what they do year round. And, you know, we, we have good friends in, in the Carolinas and I see the weddings and the events that they do outdoors. It's stunning. I mean, you know, open air, open air events are, are they're breathtaking, you know, when done right. Um, so, you know, we've been fortunate enough to take some tricks that we've learned from our friends, you know, call in some favors, learn some quick lessons and, you know, we're so excited for this summer. I mean, this last summer, uh, we did a fair amount of them and they were kind of rushed into it because nobody knew that the pandemic was going to keep going. Uh, but here we are year in and now we've got, you know, a, a serious amount of really well done outdoor events under our belt. What I think is the most important thing to remember when planning these outdoor events is it's not a step down. It is not a, it doesn't make it worse. Um, You know, doing an outdoor event comes with its own set of challenges, but so does every event space, event venue, event type. It all comes with their own set of challenges. So I think it's really important for our listeners to understand that when you choose to do an outdoor event, it is not like you're sacrificing something. It's not like you're giving up something. That, that's such a good point, Dylan, because so many families said, you know, I, I don't want this to be less for this child compared to what I did for my first child. And like my response is, why why is it less? You know, maybe it's not indoors or maybe it's not as elegant, but it, it certainly is going to be as much fun, if not more fun. And, I, and you know what, guys? Uh, sorry, Dylan, I was just going to go to it because this past weekend I had an outdoor mitzvah. 
So, um, you know, we had uh, the the our Bloomberg family, uh, Michelle, and, you know, they, they got down and we made sure that everything was awesome. And I know that leading up to the event um, this past Saturday, they were a little back and forth. You know, plans obviously had to be restructured and flipped about 50 billion times. But the end product, man, when we pulled up to the house and, you know, you had Elliot's name across the lawn, beautifully done with his colors. I mean, it was literally an airport theme on their front lawn. We streamed music from backyard to front yard. Uh, there was backyard games going on. Guests were out and about on the driveway. Man, it was such a great energy and great vibe. And it might not have carried like, and you know, obviously we always talk about these incredible events that we do. And, you know, there's there's money behind it. People put time, effort, money and hustle and hard work. And that's exactly what our family did on Saturday in a different way. And it all came together. It was absolutely incredible. Um, and the vibe was great. People were so happy to be out and in front of each other. And literally from across the street, people came across the street and the vibe changed. You would have thought, you know, they were at like the, the most beautifully decorated venue. And, you know, we were being served like five course meals, like, you know, like the, the surf and turf. I mean, it was food trucks. So and, Jordan, and let's, let's go backwards. It was for a awesome. Second. Yeah. Let's go backwards. Daytime or evening and how many hours? So daytime, um, it was a micro. Uh, we did four hours in total. Um, and the cool part was, was that everything was kind of active from the get. So, you know, we talk about this with our clients all the time. And, you know, out here in Jersey, in our neck of the woods, our parties are traditionally a five hour event. So, you know, that's something that we go back and forth with. Do you need that fifth hour? Is it too much? This is a great example of kind of kicking the event off and it just kind of rolling. You know, there was great music. It was upbeat. We put a vibey playlist on. So it had a little bit of pep to the step. People were energized. And the dress decor was, was fun. The, the, um, the, uh, the family of honor actually requested everybody to wear uh, kind of, you know, casual clothing, but match the color scheme. So everybody showed up in like gray and blue hoodies. The, uh, the guests and the family members got really cool gray and blue uh, aviation uh, style hoodies that said like passenger crew member, uh, flight attendant. So they were all branded out. Uh, we were pretty casual. It was a beautiful day out. Um, nice crisp breeze. So everybody was comfortable. It was cool. And, you know, people had their choice of fruit trucks that, that lined the, uh, the entire street. So it was very unique. It made for great photo ops. The photographer, Donna Lisa, shout out to her. Um, you know, she's a great photographer we work with here in the area. Uh, got some really cool content that was different. We did a horror on the lawn. I mean, can anybody ever say that they did that? You know what I mean? Like it was so fun and unique that it really made for special memories. And Elliot, even at a certain point, who is super introverted. I mean, he's probably the one. I mean, we've been rocking with this family for a minute and he's super quiet. At one point, he came over and said, Mom, you know, Jordan, everybody, this is perfect. This is exactly, you know, what I wanted. It was his speed. It was so great that he was able to vibe with his party. That was probably the, the, the best so part, the best let, takeaway. Let's hit home that you don't need formal dresses and suits and, you know, shiny new shoes in order to have a good time. And, and maybe Correct. that's what the pandemic has proven to us is you just need to be with the right people and have the right entertainment, have the right vibe, you know, in, in certainly we'll talk about challenges in a few moments with outdoor events and, you know, you have to have the right, temperature or, or tenting or you know we got to get into that but if you have a comfortable atmosphere for your guests with the right entertainment the right food it doesn't have to be a, a you know an eight course you know five star dinner it doesn't have to be evening per se I, I mean you just look at the vibe and and 
Dylan, I, I want you to talk about um, some of the games and activities we're doing, you know, at some other parties. But, you know, some people have said, hey, I'm going to do a backyard party. I don't think there's going to be a lot of dancing. What games and activities could we do? And that's a whole other, you know, imagine like an outdoor Dave and Buster's or like a, a sleepaway camp kind of program. And that's what I know you're working on with some of your clients. Well, so I think where you start is remember that the reason why you have a bar bat mitzvah dance party reception, the reason you have that is to honor and celebrate the accomplishments of a singular individual. Like that's why we do it. And it turned into copy paste. It's going to be a dance party every single time. What people forget is that the main goal is to honor and celebrate that individual. So it doesn't have to be with a dance party. And when you go outside, you automatically allow yourself a lot of flexibility in how you celebrate that individual. So uh, I'm working with probably about a half a dozen families right here, right now for this summer. And we're putting on um, basically a condensed version of the type of program you'd see on Survivor or Camp Color War. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, it's going to be for a small amount of kids. We're talking like 20 or 30 kids. And the adults will have their own programming for sure. But for 20 or 30 kids, we're going to split them up into two or three teams. And we are going to put on a series of competitions set up very similarly to the way that you would set up a Camp Color War or a Survivor type game show. And when we say game show, people think Family Feud and uh, Jeopardy and things of that nature. But this is going to be all brain challenge games and they're going to be uh, physical you know, activity and it's going to test teamwork. And it's a great way to make something fun and exciting and different and still maintain a level of honor and uh, celebration for a singular individual. So I'm spending a lot of time with my families right now developing these concepts from the grounds up. And what I'm realizing is that as we get more and more fine-tuned for our families, as we get more and more fine-tuned for our families, we get such excitement out of the bar or a bat mitzvah girl or bar mitzvah boy. We get so much excitement out of them because they're seeing their ideas come out. And I think outdoor events have invigorated that mindset for them because now they realize they don't have to have a dance party. And I love that. That that's help? all good stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it, that's great. It, it's really, really great answer. And, and that was actually, it, it's funny to tell her back to this past weekend, just to kind of put a cap on it. That was one of the coolest parts is that I think everybody, you know, jumped in knowing that it wasn't going to be that. And they were cool with that. And we gave other options like the, the having something as, as simple, not simple, but having the ability to have people in your front yard as well as your backyard and have almost two separate parties is a game changer. You know, like we literally had all the adults and everybody for the most part in the front, they had their own, you know, they had the music going on and obviously the music was piped in the backyard too, but in the backyard, you know, we had laser tags set up and like a giant uh, soccer uh, dartboard where you kick the soccer ball at the different points and it stuck to it. And I mean, there was all these great interactive challenges where like you said, Dylan, you know, we can make games out of this. You can make tournaments out of this. You can give away cool prizes. Um, and, and like we say it too, you know, there's all walks and, and, and styles of, of a 13-year-old kid and, and likes and interests that they're into. So, you know, if you could activate, uh, you know, a challenge sort of issue or, you know, a game, I think it just brings a whole new level to what doesn't have to always be a dance party. Super, well, here's, super correct. here's why I really like these small group, super awesome competitions is that um, – 
I'm getting a lot of feedback from our, our families. Like, listen, my kid goes to soccer, but it's super safe distance soccer practice. And then I go to um, school and it's super safe distance school. But the fact is that the kids are together. Mm-hmm. Um, having these small team type of events allows those people who have already felt safe to be around each other, be around each other in a great way. And I love that. And I love that. Um, another thing we've done is a game show of game shows where, you know, you divide up into teams and you have family feud. And, uh, you know, we did it for Andrea Hex niece where we did family feud, um, uh, jeopardy. And we did a, a spell it out type of game with big Scrabble tiles. It was really cool. Um, <laughs> for her bat mitzvah. And it was, there was never a point where people didn't realize it was Avery celebration, even though it wasn't set around a five course meal and dancing and lights and, you know, that type of debauchery. It's, it was, it was just mm-hmm. a, a mindset that was had to be bought in from the jump. And I think selling that on, uh, on your kids and on your families is, is really where we shine because we can bring to life anything that's exciting. And I think that's exciting. Agreed. Uh, and also too, well, I was going to say, think about, think about all the things. Cause Dylan, you're, that's a really great conversation. Think about all the things and all the opportunities that actually open up now that we're outside, you know, think about all the restrictions we have with enhancements and cool ideas that we have that we can't do because we're in an indoor space. And now you, you take it outside. I mean, you know, I'm literally right now, I have, I have a client that is, is looking to do an outdoor event um, that I'm going back and forth with and her daughter, it loves art and she like, you know, loves painting and all this stuff. So I have literally suggested our, you know, our uh, paintball splatter tees, you know, paintball, that, that enhancement that we have is like, you need like a very, you need the planets to align to be able to have that enhancement. You know what I mean? Like it's like a 20 by 20. There's the the old paint tarps thrown out everywhere. You're shooting paintball guns, but now that we're outside, this is great. These kids can make their own. Let's just say that no catering manager ever on the Facebook planet has liked the paintball. uh, No splatter game that's usually one that. that's usually one we have to sneak in i've done that with with tie-dye water guns before jordan um you guys know that i have a huge camp background and i spent the better part of 23 years working at a very specific camp and every year i would run a weekend where we condensed um basically the full overnight camp experience into one weekend and one of the things that we did was a tie-dye t-shirt water gun fight um which was so cool and then they, then they ended up leaving with just different designs that were sprayed on by their friends. It was really unique. Um, so you can get creative and it's fun and people will remember it forever. They will remember it forever. You know, it's, it's, it's pseudo, it's sort of like, it's not self-serving for us to say things like, you know, every horror seems very similar. Like, Hey, the mom goes up and it's fun and we hope that she doesn't fall. And that's always the excitement. But like people will remember these activations that have just such a fine twist to them. Agreed. It's exciting and it's fun. And I, I think our families who are going into this summer planning events at day camps and at outdoor spaces, I mean, that's what you're, that's where you're going to get some really unique events that people will remember forever. So we're about at the halfway point in our podcast now. I want to flip the script a little bit and talk about how, like, how do we plan these events right now? So uh, the first tip that I, I want to give is that there's no set rules. There's no set schedule. And we started with this is it four hours or is it five hours? I'm going to even take that further and say, is it a full day or night? Is it a full weekend? You know, if you're going to go to the expense of putting a tent at your backyard, let's evaluate every bit. And, and, and here's a big point I want families to take note of. Evaluate every bit of the weekend. 
Do you have out-of-town guests? Do you have a lot of guests? Are you worried about having so many guests all together at the same time? Do you want something separate for the kids and separate for the adults? And I'm, I'm throwing a lot of thoughts out there, but this is how I have my conversations with my clients. You know, do you need a place for the service? Is the service going to be in your backyard? So in theory, there's nothing wrong with having a micro service, 20 or 30 people in your backyard, um, have the service and have a luncheon for those immediate people without the distractions of any other guests. Then maybe several hours later, you invite the friends or the friends and the family and you kind of have round two. I mean, let, let's face it, rentals of tents, chairs, dance floors, things like that get costly. So there's no reason why it has to be four hours. But we always preach that sometimes entertaining too long of a party can be a challenge for us. You know, people don't dance more than four hours, five hours. Well, I mean, maybe, then, maybe for you. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, you know, let's have an after party. I, I, I can think of a wedding that we just booked that they're doing a small wedding ceremony in their backyard. Then they're going to have a cocktail dance party in their backyard for three to four hours. But the party's not stopping at that point. At that point, we're stopping. But they're going to have like a, a, a cigar area. They're going to have martinis. They're going to have desserts. Like they're going to have a cool yeah. after party. Yeah, um, I've done. I've seen stuff like that. That's been really cool and dynamic for bar and bat mitzvahs. And I, and I want to interrupt because I know we're talking something very adult heavy. But let me tell you, one of the coolest events I've ever done was actually for my brother's bar mitzvah. So now we're a handful of years ago. My brother had an event where he had a pool party after party. You can do that in the summertime. Like yes. if, if you book a, a, a day camp, which are becoming very popular, if you book campgrounds, if you book um, an outdoor venue or a, a racket club, they have pools there. And I bet you asking the right questions with the right people behind you, you'll get that type of approval to rent the space for the, the after party or the extension. And that's where you get really memorable because now it's not a five hour condensed event. It is a whole weekend worth of activities. And uh, I've done after parties, Mike, where we brought in a live uh, acoustic guitarist and um, fire pits after the mm -hmm. event so that the kids can roast marshmallows and sing songs. Like you change your mindset, you change your outcome. And that's a big deal. Yeah, so so let's get out of the mindset that a party needs to be a dance party and a party needs to be four or five hours and embrace it. I, and there's there's nothing cooler than celebrating all weekend with your friends and family. Yeah, I mean, why not? Well, Mike, you, you said you said something really cool. You said embrace it, and you know, definitely embrace the day, embrace the weekend, you know, embrace the idea and the change, but embrace your vendors. So the and the other way that I think that this is going to it's twofold. The ideas and thinking outside the box and coming up with, with the concept is one thing, but then finding the right vendors to lean on. So there's going to be a, a certain step-by-step -step program that's going to bring this together. Um, you know, having vendors that will come out and do multiple site surveys, walk through the grounds. Like yesterday, it wasn't a mitzvah, Mike, but we met to that we have for an event that we have coming up this summer that's going to be outdoors. And you were hitting the entire parking lot with a tape measure and taking notes. And it, I mean, it is really a, a fine tooth comb that needs to be gone over to, to execute this. So, you know, definitely, you know, it, when you're recruiting your vendors and the people that you're bringing on your team to work for you that day, this is where you need to do your research. Well, a huge shout out to all of the planners that we work with. I, anybody who's doing a party at their home, I highly, highly, highly suggest you work with an event planner, uh, you know. 
I don't necessarily believe event planners are needed at all functions, especially if you're booking a reputable venue that you know does a lot of the planning and coordination on your part. But if you're doing a party off-site somewhere that's not typically doing bar and bat mitzvahs, uh, especially at your own home, you absolutely need somebody that could think every piece of this through and then be there for day of for challenges that just arise. I, I mean, circuit breakers pop, you know, uh, parking situations, you know, uh, changing the toilet paper in the bathroom. You right. Know, Seems things. sounds sounds super simple, but who's going to do it? You right. Know? And, and and you get as a host, you're so busy in conversation with guests and and being a host, you know, you, you you're not changing the toilet paper in the bathroom. You know, no. and it's important. It's important to be the host. It's important. It's important to be in the moment at your own event. You don't want to miss these, you know, these once in a lifetime moments. And, and then the, the the next piece of what the planners do is they. They're the glue that holds all the vendors together. So you just hit it, Jordan. You know, you need the right vendors. So, you know, who's the glue for those vendors? And I, I, I'm a big advocate for having a experienced event planner on site for any home party or out of the box event. Absolutely. So really good stuff, guys. So, well, so and you, I think the the big item to to talk about there is the fact that. There are small things that go very, very unnoticed by event professionals that become glaring points of contention at outdoor events. So I think that the important thing is that outdoor events are not simpler by any stretch. They're different, but they're not simpler. Um, And a lot of families call us up and say, we're just going to have something small in our backyard. We're going to have something small at the um, outdoor space at the country club. And that's fine. And that's fine. But then yet starts considering what are some of those extra points of friction that come up with these events and asking the right questions to the right vendors is where you start. Yeah, that, something you know, as simple. I want to put a tent down, but then again, hey guys, you know that a tent's super expensive. The drop off is probably a day before and a day after, and no one sets it up. Who's setting that stuff up? Right. And and the other thing too is is guys, let's let's also you know break it down. You know, event planners and you know day of planners, coordinators. That's a great way to go. Um, also, maybe consult your entertainment team too, because on our end, you know, though we don't market ourselves as event planners or coordinators, you know, we do have staff here that can help and assist with that. So you know, I think it's just a. a, a um, the point of just asking questions like, you know, you don't know unless you ask kind of thing. And it's not, again, it sounds so simple, but you know, like a company like us, that is a, you know, a higher end multi-op that has experience with stuff like this. It's an absolute hands down must that we have, you know, in-house coordination here to, to help us and to help you guys succeed. So, you know, if, if you're not looking towards a, you know, a big planner and, and sometimes I know like, you know, the planner bill can, can get a little crazy. And, you know, when you go that route, you know, sometimes you're putting your wallet in somebody else's hands a little bit, you know what I mean? Which is a little nerve wracking. Um, but, you know, there are smaller ways to do it without sacrificing the end product. So, you know, a- ask your entertainment team too. Yeah, and and you know, in the, in our show notes of this podcast, we're going to include a link back to um, a blog that we put together, and I, I believe there's even more than one with tips and tricks for backyard parties. But it, it lists considerations like bathrooms, like electricity, like parking. You know, they, basically, there's a checklist of items that you need to consider um, when planning a, a outdoor event. Um, How about a noise noise ordinance at night? Something as simple as when can I play music till. Yes. Yes. 
Um, and certainly, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about at-home parties, but there are so many great venues that are outdoors that are built for these things. And, and they're out of the box. You know, we mentioned day camps. You know, we didn't mention farms, wineries, you know, historic places, botanical gardens. Um, there's a slew of them. And they're like hidden you, gems when you find them. If you if you want to give a shameless plug to our partner company right now, Mike, now would be the time if anybody's in the area. So if we want to talk about the lot for a second, Let, let's do that. So so why not? Um, up in West Orange, uh, our, our sister company, Total Entertainment, is building right now a twenty thousand square foot open air tented space. And I, I use the word tent very loosely because it's a tent structure, but it's going to be absolutely stunning. Uh, it's not going to look anything like a tent, um, you know, hardwood floors throughout the entire 20,000 square feet. Um, you know, it's going to be open air on three sides. There's going to be um, two tentish separate amphitheater. Of, tentish amphitheater. Yes. Two separate sets of um, elegant, you know, portable bathrooms and, you know, not your Johnny mm-hmm. on the spot, you know, right. Uh, gross bathrooms. I mean, these are elegant um, heating and cooling are options, lighting, video wall, lounge furniture, um, the space that they're calling the lot or, and which I believe the website is the lot experience. Uh, I'll double check that and put that in the show notes. It's stunning. And, and, you know, thinking out of the box, that's what they did. And a lot of places are doing that. A lot of catering facilities are thinking out of the box um, farms, day camps, you know, it, it, it's definitely worth considering. Yeah. So like Mike said, you know, we'll, we'll drop some links into, uh, into the show today. If you guys have any you know, questions about that spot and you're in our Jersey area and looking for something, we could hook you up with that. Um, the, la- the last, the last bit of advice is that when you plan an outdoor event, you're planning something that's going to happen. It's going to happen. Unlike when you're planning an indoor event in the current state of things, there might be some hiccups along the way with, you know, different ordinances from your local uh, municipalities. When you're playing an outdoor event, it's happening. Um, and yeah, there's, uh, there's some challenges that come with it, but having something to look forward to is exciting. And it's something that a lot of us need right now. So um, I'm, I'm all for the outdoor events. And I know that a lot of the event industry is ready for outdoor events. So hopefully you guys are too. And I think that this kind of elevated the outdoor event experience because it shows that it doesn't have to be a five course dance party and although it can be, it doesn't have to be. Agreed. So true. Well, guys, I think we had a lot of great points here. Um, I mean, we could talk for days upon this uh, you know, topic, but let's close it out at this point and, and thank everyone for tuning in. As always, um, you know, episode 82 of Mastering Mitzvahs. Um, please like and share this podcast. Leave comments. It helps us get recognized and noticed. So, you know, that, that means a lot to us. Uh, anybody got any closing thoughts? I was just going to say, if anybody has any questions on this episode, you know, feel free to reach out to myself, Mike, Dylan, direct. I'll be more than happy to help you guys plan. Um, and like Dylan and, and Mike were saying in the beginning of it, outdoor, it's going to happen. It's happening. We're pumped. We're pumped to be back. We're pumped to be back entertaining, being in front of real live people. Man, it, I was on a driveway last weekend and it was such a rush, like being in front of people again. It feels great. And we're so happy to be back and rocking again. So thank you. And we can't wait to party with you guys. Awesome. There you go. Take care, all.